1: Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. She is the queen of books and reading and libraries, you name it, and she's our book club woman, Margaret Madden. You Welcome back to Late Lunch. I want to start with an apology. I stood you up last night.
0: You did. I'll never forgive you. <laughs> I'm filing for a radio divorce.
1: <laughs> my radio wife will you forgive me please forgive me but there was a reason I stood you up it was a fella called Andrea Bocelli do you know him
0: I may have heard of him yeah Uh,
1: he was in the SSE in Belfast last night and I was there and I just want to say before we start it was one of the most memorable concerts I have ever Ever, ever
0: been? Oh, brilliant! My mum was was a huge fan. Yeah.
1: Thank God I went, and I thank my son Jared and his wife Shauna for the gift. They bought us the tickets last Christmas, and it was so special to be there last night. It was just wonderful. And Beverly Knight sang with him. You know Beverly Knight? Yeah, Wow. Oh my, it's a. It's fine.
0: I stayed in bed and watched the Real Housewives of Orange (laughs) County.
1: We were to go where?
0: We were to go to the launch of the Irish Book Awards in the GPO. okay. And I, I just, what well, I did is I stalked them all night on Twitter instead. So I felt like
1: I was there. <laughs> we, we, we'll hit them hard, will we, for the, for, for the night itself? Yeah, my
0: ball gown is dusting okay. down as we speak. OK, yeah. let's
1: do that. Let's get to business straight away. Okay. Anyway, uh, will you tell me, please, um, uh, what your book of the month is?
0: My book of the month is The Lighthouse Keeper's Daughter by Hazel Gaynor.
1: Now, I have interviewed Hazel yeah. and about this book and it is... A wonderful, wonderful work.
0: Oh, God, it's just all-encompassing. I loved it. Now I i was seriously late getting to read it. I think it's out in smaller paperback form now, so the cover will be slightly different to what I have. Um, I, I can't believe it took me so long to read it. I read it in pretty much one sitting. It was fabulous. So it's the story of Grace Darling, who I didn't realise. I've never heard of her. Had you heard of her before I you had, read it? I had. Yeah, I mean, she... She was th- like this local hero. There was um, a rescue mission um, off the coast, and she hopped into her father's lifeboat with them, and and they rescued all these people. And in in kind of 1900, it was it's unheard of for a woman to be doing things like that. So she was notorious, but I had never heard of her. So this story fascinated me. But it's split time book, so you're going from uh, kind of 1938. You have Matilda who's boarding a uh, the boat over from Cove
1: to, to America. America and she's been sent away by her parents
0: yes under a little bit of shame she, you know
1: yes and I just wanted to tell people that Grace Darling Northumberland off the coast of England that's where she was based sorry. and the great <laughs> rescues happened there yeah. then we switched to Cove with this young girl going to America
0: absolutely and sorry uh, Grace's thing was 100 years earlier it was 1838 yes, yes. sorry my, I'm, I'm all over the place no, today no, you're <laughs> all right, you're all right. I hopefully Hazel will forgive me <laughs> she will um, but it's just the fabulous story of the two of them you know there is a bit of a connection there that kind of intertwines there's a thread there and it's just a fabulous fabulous story about very strong women and um, Matilda heads over to stay with um, a relation called Harriet who um, in Rhode Island and she's working in a lighthouse and there's old letters discovered there's an atmosphere there's Oh there's waves there's shells there's oh it's just fabulous you can mm. feel the emotion you all can, the way you it. can you yeah. can
1: picture the place it's palpable, can't you? Yeah, yeah for sure but but she comes across this unfinished portrait
0: she does and it is uh, she's guessing that it's grace herself mm. but it's only half done and and she's wondering why but but she loves it and she wants to hang it up in the lighthouse and leaves it in to be reframed and in behind that they find a letter And it kind of unravels the story um, of um, an artist and grace and the connections. Yes. yeah, It's
1: it's a triumvirate really, isn't it, as you say, Colvin and the Irish connection to the lighthouse in the United States, to the lighthouse in the UK in Um, Northumberland, and a hundred years between it. How she weaves them together is marvellous. Isn't
0: she just the queen of doing Ah, that though? She She is is the queen of historical fiction. And there's another, you know, back at the rescue, back in Northumberland, one of the people that she rescued is Sarah. And Sarah had children with her on the boat when it sank and the children don't make it. So you also have, there's grief in there too, but there's more connections to be made and there's a little locket with photographs in it, all these little things that are all interlinked. It's just fabulous
1: so this is a real winner winner for you Margaret Madden mm. and you're delighted to name it as Late lunch Book Club Book of the Month for the month of October The yeah. Lighthouse Keeper's Daughter by Hazel Gaynor you'll be intrigued you won't put it down you'll no, you thank won't. us thank this woman for recommending it to you she's brilliant Hazel I, I just have to say isn't <laughs> she great oh, yeah. anything she's turned her hand to has been just a surefire winner
0: I'm halfway through her, her next one you know you? Meet Me in Monaco yes, yeah. yes you're going to love that I,
1: I know, and I have it sitting up on the desk myself. So that's the book of the month on late launch this month. You won't go wrong. You won't go wrong at all. If you pick it up, you will enjoy. Now, your second selection this time round, I'm just going to say something to you. You could have even kept this for another time and said this was...
0: I know, maybe I should. Will I just stop and you do
1: one instead? Do not stop. Please, don't leave me in the lurch here at all. This book is called... All the Good Things by Claire Fisher. Now, Beth is the central character in yes. this book.
0: She's 21 years of age and it opens up with um you knowing that she's in prison. She's done something that she uh, has accepted that she deserves punishment for. Um so that's not an issue. It's not like she's I'm not guilty. It's not one of those kind of books. Yes. Um she's meeting with her counselor, her prison counselor, Erica, and She's a, you know, Beth is very angry. She won't talk to anybody. She's lashing out. Then she huddles up on her own. She won't mix. So, Erica's trying to find out what's going on. So, she asks her to write out all the good things that have happened in her life, hence the title. And we get to find out what they are. But by God, she doesn't seem to think her life was very good at all. And she's right. It was a hard life. But it's written in such a way that you just blend with her you really connect with her and some of it is written in the form of a letter to her daughter who you're presuming has been taken into care because she's in prison so that's kind of
1: a yeah but you see i'm watching you now i'm watching you for spoilers and i'm watching you too because i was thinking to myself when you were going to review this book today it's hard to review this book without Mm -hmm. Spoiling it.
0: Okay. Well, what I'll do is, we basically we can talk about Beth herself and her story. So she she was raised in foster care, not from birth. Um, Her mother—you don't really find out uh, uh, that much about why, but her mother just could not be a mother. OK, so I, there's kind of um, insecurity issues, mental health issues, possibly drug issues. I can't just recall at the moment. Yep. It's kind of an irrelevant part to the story as to why she's in care, but she is. And she's in this lovely home and she adores her foster dad. I mean, absolutely adores him. And they, get, they have this special, special bond. And he's really bringing out of herself, teaching her to read and how to make friends. But his wife is not feeling it. And when it comes to the idea of adopting her, she she says, "I, I don't want to. I'm pregnant." And they kind of give her back mm. like a puppy. Do you know? It's yeah. just as you know, I'm a foster mom, so I find this story very, very poignant. You yes. don't just hand a child back because it doesn't fit in with your life, you know. Mm, mm. So she goes on to a series of of broken placements then, because she's so angry and so upset. And so you're following her through and watching her life you, one step at a time. You're going, no, 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 don't make that decision. Don't do that. You're just angry. Just sit back, relax. So she ends up at a very, very young age living in what's called assisted living, where they the equivalent of Tulsa over there is yes. um, I'm not sure what it's called. They um, put her up into an apartment and get her settled in, but then step back and leave her to it. And sure, within a month, her bills have piled, piled up. She's no food in the press. She. She doesn't know how to look after herself.
1: You know, you ask this question as you read this book. How can a vulnerable person be let down by so many people on so many fronts? Yeah.
0: That's the, really what sits with you. Absolutely. The system is broken somewhere along the line. Yeah. Um, but in this case, the system started with that foster mother who refused to adopt her and chose her pregnancy over keeping her and trying. You know, it's it. So, or do you go back to the birth mother? Do you yes. start Is the system broken there? Um when she was pregnant, did somebody not realise that mm. she couldn't cope with a new baby? You know, there's a whole.
1: Yes. You actually would feel nearly every emotion under the sun reading this book, oh, wouldn't I you? Especially
0: yeah. me. Yeah. I yeah, see And it. for yeah. you, you yeah, in particular.
1: Yeah. But here's the thing. Um, <sighs> Did you feel that she was nearly talking to you? Did you get that from the pages of the book? You know, as you yeah. read it, that nearly she was in a one to one conversation with you, the reader.
0: Yeah. And she's, as I said, she's kind of writing to her daughter. So it's it's put in very frank, straightforward langu- language. You know, there's nothing flowery and, and hard to read about this book at all. It's beautifully written. I did. I felt each emotion, and as I said, I felt like hopping into the pages and stopping her from making. I mean, put it. She she has an affair with a married man in it, and you just know from the very beginning that she's fallen for him. But she's twenty years, you know, nineteen, yeah. twenty. You're like, what are you doing? You know, you're you're just taking another step on a downward spiral. Mm. And you do, you do feel like you want to hop into the book and just wrap your arms around her and take her back home with you.
1: I can tell you the ending will just knock you for six and that's all I'm going to say I'm not going to say anymore (laughs) but I've said that many times about books but we really mean it in this instance here but
0: you don't know all the way through why she's in prison no 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 that's
1: the great part of it it's it's, it's brilliant by Claire Fisher this is a wonderful book I agree with you and you and know. I
0: listened to it on audio. I'm, okay. I'm I'm not going to cheat, but I went to the library and got a, a hard copy as well. I have it here yes, with me. It's sitting beside um, you here. So well worth is. picking up. If you can't see it in the shops, get, order it or order it okay. from your library. It's
1: called All the Good Things by Claire Fisher. And it comes with a huge recommendation from Margaret Madden. Now, she's going to come to her classic in a minute. But before she does, I want to tell you. I had to stop her running out of the studio, (laughs) Margaret I mean with all these books. What a pack we have for me. We have The Family Gift, Cathy Kelly's new one, Postscript by Cecilia Hearn, Uh, My Wife Married to a feckin' in Egypt, Sinead Brazel Talk to Bernard O'Shea on the 11 to 1, Phil Coulter Brew's Never Broken, Belfast and Derry in Revolt and... Three Little Truths. It's very hard to say. Uh, Edna Shorthall was with me here a couple of weeks ago on the show. What a pack of books. Would you like them? We want to give them to someone today. Here's the question, okay? Phil Coulter, he was with me this week. He's there in this book pack. What Irish city or where was Phil Coulter born? Where was Phil Coulter born? Which Irish city? City on the island of Ireland. It's up there. It's up a bit. Up, up. Look up in case you want a clue. Where was Phil born? For the books, get your answers into us ASAP 086 1800 658. WhatsApp us or text us now as soon as you can and we'll pick a winner for those wonderful books. You'll be reading for days uh, when you get them from us. We'll make the arrangements. Now, into your final pick this afternoon, which is a classic. And what a classic you've come with today, Margaret. I have,
0: isn't it? This is a bit random. Halloween, I wanted to get something kind of scary and it is Picnic at Hanging Rock by Joan Lindsay.
1: Well, now you're going back, let me tell listeners, to 1967, uh, written by Joan Lindsay and regarded as Australia's probably finest
0: book. Yeah, I read this today. rightly so. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. i have never read it. I only got it on audio and then got the book out from the library as well. Um, I'd seen the movie, Mm. but I I didn't consider it as a book I would, you know, pick up. But I said, no, I'll give it. Oh, my God. God, it's amazing. It really is absolutely amazing. It shocked me.
1: Um, we well, are going back to the 19, the year 1900 and a, a school in Australia where they go on a picnic with the principal of the school and teachers, etc. And what follows is shocking.
0: Yeah, I don't know whether anybody remembers the 1970s movie. It's very iconic. And I think they made a, a new miniseries of it recently. But this um, a Valentine's Day picnic for the girls from Appleyard College boarding School and they head up to this um, hanging rock in, in the wilds of Australia, and we have um, Miranda, Edith, Irma, and Marion head off to climb the rock, even though they were told not to, um, just to have a little wander. But they they never come back. No. Miss um, McCraw, their maths teacher, follows them up to see where they are, what's happened, and she never comes back. Mm. And it, one girl actually who had gone up with them comes flying back down. She was a bit of a coward. And she's like, they're they're all gone mad. They're all gone mad. They're all gone climbing up the rock in a trance-like state. I don't know what's happened to them. And that's when the maths teacher went up to try and find them. But as I said, she didn't come back. She didn't come back.
1: And here's the thing about this book. Um, Joan Lindsay was interviewed many times before she passed away to ask her, was it based on a true story? And actually... She left us in the lurch even to this day. She said she imagined this in her dreams, mm. but she didn't actually dispel that it was based on some, you know, yeah. seminal of a little piece of truth.
0: Yeah, it's just such an atmospheric book. You actually mm. tend to believe that this could have happened, you know, it, yeah. it, which is bizarre because I'm not into all this. <laughs> you know, weird and unexplained things. I'm a very kind of black and white person when it comes Mm. to scientific facts and, you know, research and DNA. And, you know, I like to know the ending, but this has an ambiguous ending. And for a reason.
1: It's inconclusive. But let me tell you something just a little ditty extra. There was a final chapter, which the publishers took out of the book to leave it in the fashion that it ended Mm -hmm. for readers. But... The final chapter was revealed some years later and it led to the making of, you know, Picnic at Hanging Rock and Mm -hmm. this type of thing, trying to tie up the loose ends Mm -hmm. of the mystery. It's intriguing, even to this day. Yeah,
0: it is, because even after the the community get involved in searching the rock and a local wealthy man and his footman went up and and they find one of the girls barely alive and bring her back. Mm. Um, But she cannot remember Anything
1: nobody can, and I know it's a big tourist attraction now in Australia. Actually, I heard they're getting a bit fed up with it. <laughs> they want to dump it at this stage. Don't dump it. It's your, it's your Australian dollars for the community there. It's
0: really well written as yeah, well. I was yeah. absolutely blown away by it.
1: Okay, picnic at, at Hanging Rock. If you haven't read it, if you haven't got it, go get it. Enjoy it. It is timeless. Margaret Madden. We leave it there for today. What? Finally, finally, just before you go, the question. Which Irish city was Phil Coulter born in? That's the question for the books today. 086 1800 658 by WhatsApp or text. Good luck with your trip to the States. Oh, thank you. Oh, big excitement. Really exciting. Will you tell us when you come back? I will. You will. Brilliant. Margaret Madden, thanks a million.
0: Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states.